0: Coming down I never it on the ground. Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood-Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today we have Brittany Overbeck on the show today. She is the owner of Blue House Bridal, a bridal shop in Carmel, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis. Indiana. And Brittany's going to talk today about the importance of living out our gifts and talents and passions in the careers that we choose. that it's just not a nice to have. it's It's truly important if we want to to thrive and have joy and enjoy our lives. And what's so fun to watch when Brittany is in her element at her shop is the way that a bride feels when they're in her presence it's just magic her shop is in a little house in this cute little community and it's a significant difference when you are passionate about what you do and I just know that that is showing up in big ways for her and her business so you're gonna love Brittany she's fun here we go Hey, Brittany, how's it going? Hi, so, so good. How are you? Super good. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Yes. So we have with us today Brittany Overbeck, who is the owner of Blue House Bridal in Carmel, Indiana.
1: Yes, my favorite. (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely. So we're going to talk today about Brittany's journey to really get back to working in an area that she is passionate about, which is the bridal industry. And I have the pleasure of knowing Brittany since she was a little girl. Tiny. A little, little, (laughs) sweetie girl. And I know that when you were, gosh, all the way, middle school, high school, you spent every free moment drawing
1: wedding gowns. Oh, my gosh. I had a tiny little mannequin. I had a notebook to draw my dresses in. I had fabric to play with. I asked for books about design and dresses. Um, I loved it. I, every
0: And you were good at it. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, was... look, the little girl. Dry... Like, look, she drew a dress. Right? Yeah, No, it was where people would look at it and their eyes would get big and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's really good. Aww. And then... As you started looking at careers, yes, you wanted to go to design school, mm-hmm. and got <laughs> a big fat <laughs> 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 no. <note. Yeah. laughs> and 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 your dad, who is an entrepreneur, yes, said no. He said, "I uh, almost word for word."
1: He said, "I pay people from the art institute minimum wage on a daily basis." So that was a no. That was, and no. then my mo- my mom, honestly, she wasn't necessarily a against it, but it, a lot of it also had to do with the cost of our school. It's it's expensive. It's not the same tuition costs as going to IU right. or Purdue.
0: Right. So. And so it wasn't a, we don't care about you. No, it was, we really care about you. Yeah. So but, yeah no, no, no. They were trying to direct me towards
1: a career that they felt like would make me more money in the end, that would be um, consistent, you know, insurance benefits. I don't have to worry about anything. That's what they wanted for sure.
0: <laughs> and this is a theme that I find constantly where parents are trying to do the right thing and ultimately steering their kids away from the thing that they're most passionate about absolutely and all for the right reasons like Uh love and good intentions and I want your life to be easy I had to work hard and strive and I don't want that for Mm -hmm. you but ultimately it's working against the way that you really were wired for this right yeah right oh my gosh yes and (laughs) you found that out because you did what They asked you to do.
1: Yep, I did exactly what they asked me to do. I um I directly out of college, well, I had five internships during college, worked my butt off to get as high of a GPA as I could, graduated with honors. I got a job before I even graduated with Marriott um, in their management program. Significant manager. Yeah, Yeah, I was it was because your degree was what? Um it was an event management degree. Yeah. So to
0: land Marriott International was huge, yeah, it was good. It yeah. was really good. and, um, you know it oh, it was not great
1: <laughs> <laughs> i you know it was a good starting spot, and I did absolutely learn from it, but I knew that was not where I was supposed to be,
0: and you put everything into it, though, like yeah. you always do, yeah. that's just who you are yeah. you don't kind of, you don't have the that last stuff.
1: couple months, I definitely. Slacked a little bit, just because I, I really my heart wasn't in it. But I really did try at the beginning. I I did a lot of different areas of the hotel. I worked really hard. I wanted to. I wanted to be good at it, and I wanted to. Love it, and I I wanted it to work <laughs> out, and I wanted like, to grow in the company. I've I, got benefits. I should love this. I should love this. <laughs> I should love this. I should love this. Like I can get bonuses, oh. and I have insurance, and like cool cool stuff. But no. But ultimately, it wasn't. Ultimately, it feeding wasn't feeding you. It
0: wasn't feeding me. Yeah. And so it was at that point that you got back into the bridal industry, right? Yeah. So
1: honestly, the whole time I was still trying to stick with weddings. Like I was doing wedding planning. All of my internships were focused around that. I did one other that wasn't, but it was still events. Um. And then I I ultimately just sat there in my little cube and suit one day and I was like, screw this. I'm, <laughs> I'm not happy. What would I do to make myself happy? Like what, what do I know would make me really happy? And I didn't have any debt. I didn't have kids. I didn't have anything tying me down. So it's kind of like a blank slate. I could do whatever I wanted. And instead of waiting
0: until you're, you know, 40 something. And then if it didn't work, I can go back. It's not. There's
1: always another job. Always. Right.
0: And I think that is so key and yet counterintuitive to the way a lot of Parents are steering their kids. I, you know, Cameron, who's going to be 21 on Monday, how weird is that? That's really weird. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) When, When I supported him not going the traditional college route and chasing. Music and recording and songwriting, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have looked at me like, you're Uh, crazy. You're crazy. crazy. Yes. And Mm -hmm. and yet he has been working since he's 16. He's That um, kid works hard. He works hard. He's a manager at a fast food restaurant, which may sound like, oh, that's, you know, oh, so he's, you know, fry guy. No, he's managing 35 year olds Mm -hmm. and learning life skills. Oh my God. And trying to manage that is hard. That's not easy. What It's people older than you. They don't
1: listen to you. He works so
0: hard. Exactly but the reason he's willing to work hard at that is he the music piece like that's mm-hmm. that's everything and i think it's important for us to remember that we are all hardwired for specific gifts and talents absolutely like, god puts that in on purpose uh-huh and we've got to pay attention to it because when you didn't it was eating at you and you it ate said i thought to get back it to It me alive yep it I ate love me alive that. and so then you Happened to run a you were you knew somebody that was running this bridal business and you went in business with her right yeah so basically how it happened is I
1: in my cube at Marriott
0: <laughs> in the afternoon in your little suit after getting my
1: little <laughs> checklist done in my suit bored because I had to stay until five thirty no matter what oh, gosh. I started emailing bridal shops in Indianapolis because at that point all I wanted was experience and I I wasn't quitting my job at that moment I just wanted to get experience. Little so side that, hustle. So that yeah, a little side hustle. So I could, you know, do something that I love, but maybe start a different direction. So I emailed um the owner of Blue House and she we talked for a long time and I said from the beginning, I don't want to just work for you. I, I wanna grow and I either wanna become management or I want my own business or I wanna partner with you. Um So we literally started, I started steaming dresses for her. That's the first thing I did. And then I worked as a consultant and then I
0: became her business partner. And then eventually she left and now it's just me. So go back to that day when you walked into the shop for the first time and you were just steaming dresses. Do you remember that day and what that felt like? Of course, because I mean, when you're just steaming dresses, you're like, oh my gosh,
1: like what, what did I do? Did I, did I do something wrong? Because at that point it's so, it was mindless. I wasn't really working with brides. I had no, it wasn't the creative outlet I was looking for. It wasn't that connection with people. Um, so that, that first day was definitely a question of, is this, is this a mistake? (laughs) And then what? And then I grew into the position. So I started working with brides. And honestly, the first time that you find a girl, her wedding dress, and she breaks down in tears, it is the best feeling. Like You know that you made her day. You made this memory for her It's such a good feeling.
0: And Mm -hmm. I watch your eyes and I watch you light up when you talk about your brides still today. Absolutely. Like it's... Oh my gosh. You you can't not see it. It's such... If if you don't know that feeling, it's kind of hard to
1: explain. But when you feel it, you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what makes me happy. This is what makes them happy. I'm doing something good. I'm doing something right. And it doesn't matter how much I have to work. I'm going to do it.
0: (laughs) And it means that you're honoring... The way that you're supposed to be working. Yes. You're honoring that passion that you've always had. And it Mm -hmm. makes a significant difference in the amount of effort you're willing to put into something. Yes. If you love something, you are willing to work really, really hard at it. (laughs) Because I don't even think that it's about owning your own business or not owning your own business. I think you can work in corporate America or work someone out el- for, for someone else. If you're doing the thing that you're passionate about. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me, for me, I really do like owning it because I like that. I, everything that comes from it is mine. Like every little tiny thing that I do is mine. good, bad and I ugly. get the ownership of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a cool feeling. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people that are pr- really happy where they're at and it's, It's because they love what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if they own it or not.
0: The concept that, you know, generations ago, you work really hard at whatever you needed to where you got pay and benefits. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my gosh, you go back here and people talk about pension like nobody even knows what that is anymore. Right. And you earned your paycheck so that then you could enjoy life. Exactly. Which meant you worked your butt off at whatever for 50 60 years your
1: whole life working no just so that you could do something fun in the evening or on saturday (laughs) cool you have one day a week that you're happy one absolutely (laughs) no thank you
0: and i i get concerned that parents don't understand that kids need to work in the job that they're passionate about absolutely and a lot of the jobs that
1: exist Not even today, kids, though it's yes. I mean,
0: adults. It's never too late. Agreed, hundred percent. Agreed. Never too late. <laughs> when I hear my kids' friends talk about the jobs that they're going into, I can tell the difference between when they're doing going to do something that they're passionate about, or when they're going to do something that their parents told them was the right thing that right. they should do. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that is really concerning to me because mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents haven't honored the fact that industries today exist that weren't here five years ago 10 years ago i I, I mean even even video game jobs like i can remember when cameron wanted to be a writer for the video game industry and sometimes people yeah (laughs) sometimes people would look at me like uh he wants to work in video games oh that's cute and i'm like oh my gosh video game writers and creators make bank they're doing things that they oh, love yeah. the industry is huge like it's not just a little boy wants to do what his his toys are it's an industry absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and i
1: think it just stems back to like just past generations like what you were talking about earlier just so like so many people are used to seeing you know their parents go to work from 9 to 5 yeah. whether or not they loved or hated their job and And that's how it works.
0: (laughs) And that's what you do. What we're modeling for them in terms of stress isn't doing us any favors either. (laughs) No, not at all. I can remember Cameron saying to me, he was probably 12, 14 years old. We were talking about careers and music and the industry and how many different ways that you could use that talent. And he said to me, Mom, I've watched what you've given up to provide all of this for us, and I don't think it's worth it. Oh my god! I remember it like it was yesterday. Kids saying that you're just like what? I mean, he's an old soul anyway. But I, I remember it was like it was yesterday. We were standing in the middle of this huge house that I had worked my butt off to, to, to pay for a and huge, have massive beautiful house yeah, yes. and we enjoyed it it wasn't like we didn't enjoy it but he recognized that the price that you pay for that mm-hmm. isn't just mm-hmm. in dollars oh no it's in time and effort and and, and I'm one of the lucky ones because I was doing something at the time that I loved as well but I was traveling I was on the road I missed a lot and he just knew the stress that it was to provide for that and he'd much rather make less money doing something he loves than sacrifice, you know, joy. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And even today, there are some of my daughter's friends, seventeen years old, that are making money as you know influencers on Instagram, mm-hmm. supporting products and different things. Like that's the, that's, that's bigger. That's, that's money, right? I mean, they could be at you know. A fast food restaurant or a waitress or a hostess, sure. but they're making the same money doing something they love. They right. love the videography aspect of it or the writing and blogging. I mean, I'm a fan. Like chase your dreams. Go for it, do absolutely. it. I'm
1: so supportive of
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Adults, kids, anybody go what, go after what you love. Just do it. <laughs> and I don't know how we shift the culture to see it as the way that we're wired, not just a dream like right it's it's like this like little starry eyed thing that uh-huh. they don't think is real it's not something you actually go after it's just a thought yeah it's not the way it should be in fact i started researching around what it means to thrive mm-hmm. and every day your brain has one job the job that your brain is supposed to do is make sure you survive and thrive so it's always looking for a variety of different things. I look, I always see it in my brain as a continuum. So, on one side is do they have food? Do they have water? Are they safe? You know, the mm-hmm. basic survival skills. And then it goes up to are they um, psychologically safe? Are they in relationships where they don't feel like they're at risk? Then there's are they using their gifts and talents? Then there's strong social networks and status and meaning and purpose and, and generosity and kindness. All of those things matter. Like your brain is looking for those every single sure. day for you. And it's it's how we're wired. And so when we don't have some of that in our lives, we pay a price for it. And so it's no longer this idea that you just have to get a paycheck and have benefits and make sure there's a roof over your head. Like the expectations you should have in the way you're coaching your kids are, are you choosing a life that you can't wait to get up and do every day. Right. Not that you're surviving the job that you hate. Right. So ultimately someday when you're fifty or sixty, you get, you know, a golf cart or an <laughs> RV.
1: <laughs> like you get that cool golf what? cart with the logo on
0: it. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I get all wrapped
1: oh, up around that's it. Funny. But, yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, but I think a lot of it also is fear. Like they're just afraid that they're going to fail and just don't want to
0: even take that step. Which is real. I mean, I you, get and I, it. you and oh, I, I have I talked about get it. I got get it. There's yes. a fair amount of time that I think, hmm, this is scary. (laughs) I hope hope (laughs) I've got mortgage money six (laughs) months from now or sometimes next month. Yeah, I hope somebody hires me for a speaking gig (laughs) tomorrow. I hope somebody buys three dresses right now. Yeah, I get it. But I wouldn't trade it Mm -mm. for the world. No, But, but I get that. There is some fear. But the other side of it is, to me, I have more fear thinking about what would happen if I had to get up every day and do a job that I ugh, hated? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've seen both sides and I will never go back. I If I don't succeed at this, I will find something else that I love and I'll go for it.
0: And <laughs> and I always, and I love to work hard. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing that high achieving women have in common. Like, yeah. we want to work hard. Yes. But there's a difference between working to survive and working to thrive. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And I... I loved bartending back in the day. Like if I, I, I liked had, I like waitressing too. I know. Right? I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> so if I need some extra cash, I have no qualms I have with going. I have absolutely thought I, about me this. Me too. Just for the fun of yes. it and meeting people, and you meet new
1: people <laughs> all evening. You can make some darn good tips. Yeah,
0: it's, it's not bad at all. As a writer, I always think, gosh, think of the stories and the characters that I could create out of those those people again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should go work at the same place. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do it. I'm down. So as you th- as we think about that whole idea of the continuum of survive thrive, what are some of the other things that you do that keep you loving life because the other thing that i've noticed in watching you is once you took the leap out of the here's where i am and and this job that isn't me and went out to do what you love sure. you also started taking other risks I it did. was all, it was like <laughs> this this new Brittany had emerged yep. what tell us those some of those stories about some of the other things that you've you've done as a result of So the best way I describe this is that I was kind of
1: in this box, this normal life box where I had normal hours. I went home, I sat down, I watched TV, I had dinner. that was my life. And then I took one little step out and started working at Blue House and I realized how good that made me feel feel. And starting just started just looking at other areas of my life, like what else, what else am I missing? So I started taking ballroom lessons, um, which was really fun. Now let's just pause for a minute. <laughs> yes.
0: Ballroom dancing. Ballroom. How how old were you when you made this out of I the box? I started sleep. this five years ago. Ballroom was five years ago. That's the first lesson I took. And you were mid-20s. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And you just said, you know what? <laughs> I used to dance. Why don't I, I, I dance, dance anymore? Why
1: don't I dance anymore? That's exactly what happened. And it started very socially. Like I, I, literally saw Groupon. I was like, "Ooh, that sounds fun. I love dancing." How many stories was really? It's cool. How many stories
0: start with "I had a Groupon"? Oh my gosh,
1: seriously though.
0: I start I tried rock climbing with a groupon,
1: <laughs> kayaking with a groupon. I love to be active and, and the more the more that I realized that I stepped out of my comfort zone and enjoyed something, the more I wanted to do it. The more mm-hmm. I realized that for my personality, adventures like fill me. So I I like to to explore and do things and and try new things and learn new things.
0: And that group one <laughs> lesson yes. to let me go meet some other dancers <laughs> uh-huh. turned into you uh, dancing. An obsession. <laughs> a, a, little, <laughs> a little bit, but a, in a, a good way. way. Yeah, exactly. So I I mean, I started once a week
1: and then I started taking a couple more and then eventually I was taking 10 lessons a week. So I was doing about two hours every day um, and then competing every two months,
0: three months uh, for, for about two years. And so. we're not just talking, you know. Hey, down at the community center, oh, no. Brittany's do. Stu- and we're talking, you traveled the nation. You, it it was legit and you were winning.
1: I was winning. Yes, I was. And it, it just was something that every little goal that I met, you just want to keep going and keep getting better and better and better and better. And there was something that felt so good about performing, like just being yeah. on that floor. Every single stress goes away. You, you're just right there in that moment feeling it, loving it. It's perfect.
0: And not feeling guilty like, oh, I'm do I shouldn't be doing this for me. I should be no. working harder. That's the message that I want people to get is those were things that filled you up and made you a stronger person, a better oh, person, absolutely. a huge part of your growth that has made you a badass entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't all it was not all glitter and rainbows. Like that I mean it was hard and mm-hmm. there were days I would show up to practice, I would cry. I was in pain for, my muscles hurt like I was tired and the discipline to do 10 classes a week oh, my to get gosh. to that stage. and I didn't I did not miss them I didn't ne- I never chose to just sit on the couch never mm-hmm. I did it anyways I didn't care how I felt I just went and there's something to be said for that and something that will
0: like you you grow from that you really do and and people that love you who would never do anything to hurt you mm-hmm. s- sometimes would have that would look at that oh, like yeah. Oh, so she's dancing now yeah, oh so goodness. she's okay so now she's quit her job so it, it, it wasn't like hey she's starting her own business no like it the was, fear they had that now she's spending negative. all this time dancing and what yeah. is she doing and really you were you were fulfilling needs that you had mm-hmm. for yourself personally oh, that yeah. was you had to swim upstream to to do that oh there was one point I was sitting at a competition and I
1: vividly remember getting Facebook messages from some of my family members just telling me that I needed to be at work and that if I was successful, then I would have been owning more than one bridal shop at that point. And why would I be dancing in my late twenties? And of course there were people that were thinking I was having some kind of affair with my dance instructor. <laughs> that was what my favorite. the hell? No, that was not happening at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it just, it, yeah, I was definitely getting a lot of negative feedback for it, but it was I, it's something that you just learn how to push through and you every time somebody kicks you down you learn how to stand taller than you did before and
0: and and I think the the two messages I want people to hear out of that are one these are people that Love you so much. There was no malicious intent whatsoever. In fact, they were just concerned about you. (laughs) So so that's one thing. But the second thing is you have to be willing to still stand up for what you know you need Mm -hmm. and what's right and who you what's your story? You can't live someone else's story out of their fears for you. Yeah. That's big. I mean that's and, and the more we do that, the better. We are. Mm-hmm. Because then you start to, as you said, you've got more confidence. You've used Absolutely. that in your business. It's just made Everywhere. you a different, I am better not person, even kind
1: of the same person yeah. that I was when I started all of this. Which I scares people. It does. It mm-hmm. scares people. And they think, they're like, you've changed. Yes. And I'm like, yes, I have. I am way stronger, way more confident. <laughs> have I fallen a million times? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here I am. And I'm yeah. happy and I
0: feel fulfilled. It's so true. When when you start making changes that disrupt their other people's view of you, they, that yeah. makes them uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely, they yeah. get uncomfortable. And you because have to be able to stand tall to stay in, in it. that little box that I was talking about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to you're supposed yeah. to stay in it, and because that's where they felt like they could protect you. Absolutely, yeah absolutely yeah. and I had to have some hard conversations with it like I had I remember having to even talk to my mom who loves me dearly oh my definitely. gosh who's the most me. amazing woman I love my mother yes, yes. but I, I love re- your mother I remember too. having to have a conversation with her it was like I know that you have made mistakes but you can't protect me from it. Make- like I have to make mistakes on my own and then I have to learn from those mistakes on my own I'm not going to not do something because you made that mistake
0: like, yeah I mean, and, and it's have a to do it and it's a different way of parenting And and I started out that way because I wanted to be intentional and have my kids make mistakes while they were young and I could be there to coach them. But it of was course. hard. The hardest thing in the world is to know your kids are going down and they're going to fall. And you're like, it's slow motion. You're like, you I want to save them. Yes. But I, I can't even, I cannot can even
1: imagine trying to be in that position. Yeah. So I understand where it comes uh, from. Absolutely. Especially when it, you
0: know, have <laughs> teenagers and oh, boys teenagers, and yes. oh, Don't even get me started. Don't even <laughs> oh, get my me started. Goodness, yes. And then another thing that you opted, to try that didn't maybe go as well as any of us Uh hoped that it was going (laughs) to. Oh, God, where are we going? (laughs) But it was, I loved watching your tenacity in the face of it. And that's when you tried out for uh, a culture Yes. Oh, my gosh. That,
1: (laughs) you want to talk about walking into a foreign experience. So, I mean, I dance. I do ballroom. But when I do ballroom, I have a partner and I, um, there's a syllabus and I can work at my own pace, whereas this is something that— And a
0: syllabus is basically the choreography and the dance plan, right? I
1: know exactly what I'm working on, and, and I'd been doing it for a while, so I was comfortable with it. I step into this Colts class and you've got these beautiful women, absolutely beautiful women um, who've been dancing their entire life in this style of dance. And so they're teaching a room full of, you know, 50, 100 women the same routine. And it doesn't matter if if you're learning it slow. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. You have to go at their pace. Um, And let me just pause
0: (laughs) because you are gorgeous. And, And yet you anytime you walk into a room. Full of other beautiful women. I don't care what you look like. There's still that part of you that goes, Oh, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not anything enough. Like, we just do that, right? Oh my gosh. And in this
1: situation in particular, like, you're expected to be, you're expected to be tan. You're expected to have muscle. You're expected to have your hair perfect. Eyelashes, like these tiny little shorts that barely cover your butt. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) tiny clothes and you're vulnerability on alert. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. That was. Probably the most I've stepped out of my comfort zone in a very long time. But I I did it.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to call this out. You were one of the older contestants oh my out, God, of I the, was.
1: out of the group, right? Absolutely. Most of those girls were... Um, just out of college. Um, some of them were in college. The youngest I remember was 18. Um, and the, the oldest that I was close with was like 23, 24. So here I am, 28 years old, trying to do something I've never done before. And and I just, I went through and I mean, there were days where I was like, should I go to this session? Like, should I keep doing this? And and I was like, what, what's it hurting? Why not? Just try.
0: And just try. What all of us got out of watching you in that experience was courage. Yeah, because watching you and knowing that it was hard and knowing it that you hard. were feeling insecure <laughs> I was and so insecure. Vulnerable, yes, <laughs> we cheered you on and we I just loved, loved yes. every ounce of it because it was like, if she can do that, so can I. Oh yeah, and I think that's I that. what all high achieving women need to remember is that when one of us goes out and tries something courageous we all benefit from it. Oh my gosh, for sure. Even when it doesn't turn out
1: like you Even want when it doesn't turn and honestly I would not go back and change it. I I absolutely grew from that experience. Mm-hmm. I got way more flexible. I I mean I I got <laughs> literally my and figuratively. I've done my splits in <laughs> years and I was able to do forward and back. I couldn't do it all I couldn't do it all three ways, but still that's progress. I made amazing friends. Like I have one of the girls uh, working for me now that I met through Cole. Oh, I didn't know that, that. would have been a thi- That would uh, have been a thing if I didn't do this. Oh, I love so that. I made connections I that I I wouldn't have had if I didn't if I didn't try.
0: So important, so flexible. Yes. Not only in not physical, only physically, but, you, but. <laughs> you got more flexible in realizing that things don't always work out. even if you put a hundred percent into it
1: 120 percent into it I took every class that I possibly could I took extra
0: classes I took oh I remember you were gone all the time I was working out I just remembered one of the things that you needed to do was learn football (laughs) which I still don't know (laughs) so you call me and you say teach me me football and I'm like well
1: that was fun actually (laughs) meet me
0: Monday night at the bar and we went and Get watched beer, football and got watch.
1: beers. <laughs> I at least learned the basics. There's yeah. four downs.
0: Yeah. Got that oh, part. Oh, I got that part. I,
1: I I remember a few... <laughs>
0: Positions. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a fun night. Yes, it that was, was a, a fun, fun night. night.
1: <laughs> but I'm still wanting to learn. So anybody that wants to teach me,
0: yeah, football down. lessons.
1: Football lessons. I still don't Some know. Some of it. the guys at the
0: bar that night enjoyed teaching. Oh my gosh. Football yes. Lessons. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, my parents never really watched it. Nobody around me ever yeah. watched it. Nobody I dated did. It, so it's like it's a, it's foreign for me. It's actually foreign. And
0: that's that's another example of a something you learned about mm-hmm. had you not put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And to live in the Midwest and not know sports well, is people like you like you're an idiot yeah, when you that's say you, don't know it, you don't know
1: football <laughs> and you're going to try out for a football cheerleading squad. That's really smart, Brittany. <laughs>
0: but it was fun. And it, it I, was really fun. I loved, I loved watching it. it. I loved it, too.
1: Yeah. And I still I love those girls and I am still super supportive of everyone that made it. And I've thought about trying out again. But honestly, I think I'm going to put my eggs back in the ballroom basket. Yeah. And- <laughs> keep going with that cuz i Uh-oh. i think it's more in my niche
0: but i don't regret it whatsoever wow oh, it's so fun to watch <laughs> so as we summarize today i just there's so many rich things out of here that you didn't wait until you were done working with a career in a huge 401k and said oh um now it's time for me to live my life you are out courageously living it now and I think that's a message that we can all benefit from because the lessons that come out of stretching yourself literally and (laughs) figuratively (laughs) figuratively, (laughs) make a difference for all of us and
1: this I mean this life is short it really really is so, make yourself happy. Yep. Don't be scared. Joy is good. <laughs> Joy is good. We like it. <laughs> we like
0: it. All right. Thanks for being here.
1: And I'm not coming down.
0: I hope if you know people in the Indianapolis, Indiana area, that you will refer them to Britney's Shop Blue House Bridal. It's a great little place. And our reflection questions for today are number one what is that thing that you could go do that would be courageous that would step you outside of the box maybe that you've put yourself in or maybe somebody else has put you there but what could you do that would jump out and just be courageous because as we heard from Brittany when we do that it spills over into other aspects of our lives in really great ways The second reflection question that I have for you today is, is there someone in your life that you need to have a courageous conversation with that allows you to better own your story? Brittany mentions that she had to have that kind of conversation with her mom. And it was difficult at the time, but it made a significant difference. And sometimes... We limit ourselves trying to fit someone else's expectation, and we need to really live our own story. And that may may mean that we reach out to someone that we love and care about that is a significant connection in our lives and just say, Hey, look, this is important to me, and I need your support. We need to, as Vicki, has told us before on our therapy sessions we have to take ownership and accountability and sometimes that means having courageous conversations with people that we love and that love us so there you go hey I hope that you are having an amazing 2019 here we are jumping into February and whatever goals that you've set for yourself that things are progressing if they're not give me a call we certainly have opportunities to do coaching, both individual and group coaching, and I'd love to help support you on your journey this year. And if anybody you know is looking for a keynote speaker, I am your girl. Thanks so much for being here. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down.